Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Paul and my associate advisor and certified financial planner, William Barreca, is my co-host today. Welcome. Whether you're listening to us through YouTube and you're looking at us or listening on one of the various streaming services, uh, today we want to talk about probably one of the questions that we get asked more than anything else, and that is, how much is enough? How much, how much money do I need to retire comfortably? It's how much is enough? This happens up all the time. And the interesting thing, it's it's retirement itself is fairly a new concept, isn't it, Will? I mean, a couple of generations ago, people, they'd retire and the lifespan was such that they didn't live that long in retirement. So there wasn't nearly as much of a need to do retirement planning. But today, of course, things are a lot different. People are living um, longer. So yeah, like, like you said, way retirement, uh, it's a new concept where you spend, you know, upwards of 30 years sometimes not, not working. Yeah, like, for example, in 2010, the percentage of Canada's population, 65 and older, was 14%. Well, that increased to 19% in 2022, and the projection is it'll be 22.5% in 2030. Those are huge. That, that has a huge impact on many things. So, again, yeah. we're living longer. We need to so- plan Yes, and today we're, we're going to talk about, like you said, how much is enough to retire. And that's always, uh, like you said, on top of people's minds, uh, particularly now, Paul, in this time of inflation, uh, people are more worried about, you know, do, do I have enough? I know people yeah. did a survey that was released a few weeks ago. And according to the survey, the average Canadian now thinks they need $1.7 million dollars uh, to be able to retire. And that's up 20% from 2020. So again, inflation, the inflation that's happened since then, it's weighing on people's minds. Yes. And that's, you know, the thing is, that's a kind of a rule of thumb. For example, someone may look at that number, you may need way more or way less, depending on your lifestyle. And that's where, when we're talking about retirement planning, everyone is unique. Everyone is different. Uh, so what should we be looking at here? You know, when you're doing a retirement plan and if you're dealing with an advisor, the advisor should be running you through this process, of course. Uh, uh, you know, you want to look at what type of lifestyle, you know, uh, you want, uh, do you want to, uh, do you want to travel a lot? Do you want to have a vacation property? How much do you want to be able to help your kids financially? And a simple way to do it is, is a budget. And I know, William, we help our clients. So we have a one-page, simple one-page sheet where you just put down, you know, here's how much I think I'm going to spend during retirement. Yeah. Here's what I need for housing and this and that and the other. But 
kind of a rule of thumb, Paul, can be like take your current after-tax income and then subtract expenses that won't exist in retirement. So whether it's your, you know, RSP savings, child care expenses, if you're going to, if you plan down to pay down your mortgage, that's another expense that won't exist. Um, And then even just little things, like if you're traveling to the office every day, maybe gas or clothes, clothes you buy for work. Uh, those are just more expenses that that won't exist in retirement. And you have to take them on an after-tax basis. So, yeah. for example, if you're putting $10,000 a year into your RSP, well, that's that's pre-tax. So I would just deduct $10,000. But if you're paying $10,000 a year on your mortgage that you anticipate won't be there, well, for someone in the 50% tax bracket, they have to earn $20,000 to have the $10,000 after-tax to pay the mortgage. So using that formula, you deduct $20,000 because you need $20,000 less of gross income to have the $10,000 to pay down the mortgage. So again, after tax is key in determining that. Yeah. And you also, beyond that, you mentioned it briefly, but just take take some time and envision what, what you see retirement being for you. So again, you mentioned travel. If you want to do a lot of Good traveling point. when you're retired, again, Think about what kind of traveling you'll want to do, how much that'll cost, and add that to your budget. And then if traveling's not your thing, you know, anything else you might want to do in your your retirement, what that will cost you, and then add that to to your budget. Yeah. And one of the, the, the mistakes that we often see people making here is they don't take everything into consideration. For example, we've run through, William, we've done this, this has happened numerous times. We've went through a retirement analysis with a client. They've indicated to us how much money they feel they need monthly or annually. But then halfway through the year, we get a call. Oh, we need another $5,000. Oh, we want to take this holiday. Or we need we need a new car or the roof. In other words, they don't take everything into account. And they keep calling for more money. The opposite thing can happen also. People tend to sometimes overestimate how much they need in retirement. And we've seen this, William, where we do our review every year with a client and we update their net worth. And we'll look at their bank account and go, oh, you've got $10,000 or $15,000 more in cash than you did a year ago. What happened? And all the only thing that's happened is they didn't spend all the money that was being sent to them from various sources. So, again, that's where you sit down with your advisor often and try to get that number correct. So again, some of the things, William, if we look at, we want to make sure that people often don't take into account. And big one with what I think is critical financial events. And that's anything that happens financially to you. And those things can be good or they can be bad. You know, have a windfall from somewhere or bad. Something happens health-wise. You lose your job early. Maybe one of your kids runs into financial difficulties. Most people want to have extra money to be able to help their kids. You know, kids get into trouble. They get divorced. They get into financial problems. Most people want to have a little bit of extra money to help their kids if needed. So that's often you need to take that into account in your retirement financial plan. Inflation is a big one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've had people. Sorry, go on, Paul. I say we've had people come to us in a very simplistic term. Well, I, I need oh, $80,000 a year. Well, that $80,000 a year at 3% inflation, 
you need Delta to maintain the same purchasing power. You need uh, double that in 24 years because at 3% inflation, the value of your money decreases by half in 24 years. So you got to take these things into account. So another thing, again, people out there on this episode are wondering, you know, how much do I need uh, when I retire? And part of what goes into play there is when you plan on retiring, standard kind of retirement age is 65. Maybe you want to retire before that. Maybe you want to retire at 60. So again, go back and use that budget we spoke about before. And we use retirement planning software and we can say, okay, the client's planning to retire at age 60 and then project that out for the rest of their projected lifetime. And that gives us a number of how much they will need at their, at their desired retirement age to retire. And then yes. we can also develop a plan to help them get there. So from there, we can say, okay, how much savings do you need to do annually to get that number you need to retire comfortably? And yeah, I've got some gross, some numbers here. By the way, of course, you have to take into account do they have a pension? What uh, benefits are they going to receive from the government? The Canada Pension Plan, Old Age Security. What about any potential clawback if they're in a higher income bracket? These are all the things that a good retirement will take into play. But just as a ballpark, I, I've run some numbers here. And just to give people an idea, we I've assumed retirement at age 65, and I've assumed that income will be needed for 25 years which is up to age 90, which probably now we should project up to age 100. But just for the numbers sake, if we assume a 6% average portfolio return and 3% inflation to create a $50,000 a year gross income from that uh, for 25 years, you need $1,190,000. And of course, it's not too hard to, if you want $100,000 a year, then you need double that, $2.3 million a year. So just to give people an idea, the amount of money that you need to create a certain amount of gross income. And again, when you're doing a retirement plan, by the way, what we do, everything is done in after-tax dollars. But this is just kind of a number here to give people a, an idea. Yeah, the problem, now, I mean, Paul, there's a lot of rules of thumbs out there, standard kind of retirement rules that apparently people should follow. Uh, the 4% rule is a fairly common one, uh, but people out there should be very, very leery of those because there's no one retirement planning like we've Everyone's said. Everyone's different. Everyone is different. So there's not one rule that you can say applies to everyone. These rules don't take into account where you live. They don't take into account if you have a pension. They don't take into account the changing world around us. So be very leery because retirement planning has to be unique to your own personal situation. Yeah, and take into account people's changing wants and needs. You know, what most people listening, what they feel they want retirement today, but it was different five or 10 years ago, and it could very well be different five or 10 years from now. By the way, just the 4% rule to explain that, it's a, it's a kind of a, a rule of thumb where it says, if you have a portfolio, you should be able to draw 4% a year and the portfolio should stay intact. Again, yeah. don't, don't do your planning based on rules of thumb. Please Something do not do, do that. But yeah, like you said, Paul, I mean, these plans also, once you have a plan, it's not set in stone. They need to be adjusted and reviewed periodically. Every few years. Every few years, or if there's a big life event, 
Yes. Start a family. If you move home, start a new business, start a new job, whatever it is. Anytime there's a major life event, it needs to to be updated based upon circumstances. So again, if we could do a quick summary on this, you know, the first thing to do retirement planning is do a simple budget, get a rough idea what you need every year to live the life you want. Include all the extras. If you need a new car every number of years, you got to include that in your holidays, helping the kids and so forth. Then, you know, you want to look at all the assets that you have, the assets, government benefits, pensions, and so forth. Take into account uh, uh, an anticipated rate of return on the portfolio. And I tend to be on the conservative side here. I would run the calculation out to age 100 because people are living longer. And again, Put a buffer in there for for critical financial events. By the way, here's another thing. Uh, just to add this up, we haven't spoken enough. Then we enough. should wrap up, Paul. Yeah, we should, just one thing. People don't want to worry about retirement when they're retired. And what would make them worry is if they saw the value of their portfolio going down. Because we don't know how long we're going to live. So generally, we do a projection. We try and do our planning. So the value of the portfolio stays the same based on a number of assumptions. So that's going to wrap it up for today, I think. Right, William? Yeah. And just want to mention our next podcast. We're going to talk about a subject that is dear to my heart and all of us. How listening to market experts, gurus projections is often harmful to your financial health. And we're we're going to have some fun with this one. That's the next uh, podcast. By the way, if you like what we're talking about today, please subscribe. Uh, please rate us, pass us on to other people, and so you can suggest topics. If you'd like to hear us talk about one thing or another, you can send an email to info at westendwealth.com, info at westendwealth.com. And that's the same thing, too. By the way, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, you know, I think I've got some gaps in my wealth plan, my financial plan, and you'd like to start a conversation with us, again, just send us an email, info at westendwealth.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye now. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.